0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'll show you after. I'm not going to show you now because you can't let that week. Because even though we're friendlies with all of the cities in the bid, we all work together. Yeah. We are told often that other cities should look to Kansas City to figure out how to work within your community.
1: All right, you ready? Let's go. From Fox War News in Kansas City. Are we rolling? Are we on? Hello. Hello. I'm Nick Bassos. <laughs> this is Signal Hill. Did you ever wonder how some of the biggest sporting events land in Kansas City? You know, we're talking Final Fours, marathons, college soccer championships, World Cup matches, perhaps the NFL draft. Well, Kathy Nelson, president and CEO of the Kansas City Sports Commission, is joining us here on Signal Hill. Welcome back to Fox Four, Kathy. It's good to see you.
0: Well, thank you.
1: You know, for those who don't know, you used to work here. Did? So,
0: <laughs> <But> we're <laughs> going to talk about that. And she that. starts laughing. Heck yes, we're
1: going to talk about it. Uh, because when you when you walk through the doors, you immediately ran into one of our engineers, Beth Sweat. And you guys have started sharing stories, and so I'm just wondering when, when you and you've been back here before. We've we've interviewed Mm -hmm. you lots and lots of times. Uh, What kind of memories do you have when you come back here?
0: Oh my gosh, this is, you know, it's family, and um, the date of my wedding is when WDAF switched from NBC to Fox. Wow. So I always know when the anniversary yeah. <laughs> is from NBC to Fox here. But, I mean, the people here are incredible, and it really is family, and it was back then. And we just had so much fun, and, and we were – always feel like we were cutting edge. We had the first helicopter. We created Love Fund for Children, um, you know, and um, Reaching for Excellence. All of those things started while I was here. We were the first station to um, do the uh, – what we called it leader it was a leader software program where we took election results instead of calling to get the result and then typing them in we automated it and so all of that stuff happened while i was here and really having the opportunity to just try things out is now i look i look on my career now and it's because of all the great stuff that happened here
1: who were some of the cast of characters you worked with back in the day
0: well i ended up here because i was out of college working at bitterman's candy store downtown and I'd done my internship here under Cynthia Smith, Doug Setoff, Dave Helling, um, and all those great people. Wow. And Cynthia came into the candy store and says, my gosh, you know, what are you doing? I go, I'd love to work in news, but can't see it's too large of a market. And she goes, oh, and it was a Wednesday. And she called, and the news director called me Thursday, and I started here Friday morning. Holy cow, what was your role? Yeah. I started on the assignment desk. So, sat on the assignment desk, I'm kind of the receptionist for the assignment desk, mm-hmm. and then from there I grew to producer, editor, um, control room, graphics, and then ended up in creative services. Did a little bit of on-air here and there as needed, and left as a manager of the creative services department.
1: Wow, you were here yeah. back in the day when uh, the morning meteorologist, who's now working at another station, yes, was here. The one who has dogs on the set, right?
0: Yes, that's right. (laughs) Gary Lezak. Yes, we um, brought Gary in from Oklahoma and it was so much fun. Dan Henry was here at the time and oh yeah, Gary, there's always a story with Gary. We played on a co-ed softball team together. Channel 4 had a co-ed softball team and Gary loved to hit home runs (laughs) and you know and you play co-ed after the first home run, any home run over the fence is an automatic out. Oh, Gary didn't care. He wanted to show that he how far he could hit that ball. We would sit on the bench and just Gary stop hitting home runs. But we had so much fun and and we worked together and we played together and we bonded together here.
1: Yeah, there was a, it's a, it was a different time uh, in you know in that yeah. era. I I've, I've, I've had the good fortune of talking to uh, people who have been here for decades. And and that's what what that's kind of neat about this station is that yeah. People come here and they they stay here and they work for decades. Yes. Um, and uh, but it's a different time because you you mentioned you guys worked here and you played together. There oh, was yeah. you guys worked and then you guys went out together at night and played, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. Well, if you worked the late shift, the you know late news, we had a Wednesday night club, and you had to be one of the cool kids to be able to go out to the Wednesday night club after the ten o'clock news. And you only had—you were only allowed if you got invited. I look back now and think, how ridiculous was this? We had little secret cards, and you know, you had to be part of the club. Um, and we'd go out and get a drink at DB Cooper's and just sit and tell stories. Coopers. Yes, and we would sit and tell stories and have so much fun. And it was a great way to really network and mingle with an engineer, an on-air—you know, Frank Bull would go with us and and Dave and Doug Sutoff and everybody, and Bob Thill back in the day, and we would look to how fast we could get out the door after that 10 o'clock newscast on Wednesday night and then meet up over there.
1: Wow, that sounds like so much fun. It was. All right. Uh, Well, let's let's talk about um, what you guys have been doing recently, and that is something that a lot of people in Kansas City are familiar with, and that is Final Fours. Uh, Recently, we've had uh, members from the NCAA coming to Kansas City uh, to check out Kansas City about a, a Final Four, and I'm just wondering who was here from the NCAA, and, and, and were you with them, and what you guys do?
0: Well, actually, our site visit is tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. Yes, yeah, it's tomorrow all day. So, what will happen? So, some of the NCAA staff and uh, members of the Women's Final Four committee, and those are made up. The committee is made up of um, leadership from other schools throughout the country, from Division One schools. They'll come in, and we'll pick them up at the airport. We'll go do an airport presentation with them, so they can see what the new airport will look like when they're here. And then from there, we'll tour downtown. We'll jump on a bus and just look at downtown. We'll look at hotels. We'll look at the convention center, because it comes with the basketball convention. Um, And then, of course, Tour Sprint Center. Get a good feel for, if you're a fan, and you're staying at the downtown Marriott. You can get up, you can walk through Power and Light District, grab something to eat, go in for the games, and then all of the activation we'll do around that. So it's a full day. We have a reception followed by a dinner tomorrow night. So it will be hopping.
1: What years uh, would this? Uh, what, what year would this be for?
0: Well, we are bidding on 2023 and 2024. So it'd be one of those two years.
1: Okay. And, uh, you know, this wouldn't be Kansas City's first rodeo when it comes to basketball, right? (laughs) Right. So I got to think, how much does experience weigh into something like this?
0: Well, we haven't hosted a women's Final Four since 1998. So even though we're very good at hosting basketball, this caliber of event we haven't had in our city for quite a while.
1: That was was Kemper's days, weren't they? Yes, yes. Down in the West Bottoms.
0: Yeah, yes. I mean, when you think about it, We're ready, right? When we were happy
1: to have it then, but I gotta tell you, there was nothing around Kemper at the time.
0: And it was great. Then Tennessee won, and you know Pat Summit was coaching, and oh, the three Meeks were playing that year. Oh wow! I mean, so many great stories, and so many great legacies have come from hosting that women's Final Four. And now I get so excited thinking about well, what could this look like 25 years yeah. later that we're hosting?
1: Yeah. What I mean, what do you think it would could look like?
0: Wow. Well, it you know it comes with this massive women's basketball convention, and then on top of that, back in '98 when we hosted. Win for KC, which is a program under the Kansas City Sports Mm -hmm. Commission, that's when it really got its legs because all of these great women had come together to make sure the Women's Final Four happened in Kansas City and the local organizing committee making sure that championship went off without a hitch. Those people then really got that wind under their sails and said, okay, now what can we do to empower women and girls through sport? We now have had the Women's Final Four. Everyone is talking about it. What's next? So I think 25 years later... We host another women's final four. We have one for KC, which is celebrating twenty-five years next year. Now, what else are we doing to leave that legacy of empowerment and igniting that passion of women and girls playing sport?
1: Wow! And and we saw an example of that recently when the uh, NCAA women's volleyball final four was yes. held here in Kansas City too. There were some yeah. really there were some uh, uh, bright young athletes playing for those teams that were involved in that final four
0: yes it was an incredible championship we broke the attendance record in december and you know all all, the volleyball convention was here and people just seeing an experience in our city during that championship continuing to say wow i I didn't really know i didn't realize and and then those great athletes come together and to cheer for them and then they pass the baton on to other young athletes it's pretty inspiring and emotional
1: i you know i don't it probably shouldn't surprise me, but breaking the attendance record at the women's volleyball final four. Mm-hmm. To me, just listening to it for the first time seems that would be surprising. But I guess if you take a deeper look at Kansas City, right. that's not so surprising at all from no. your standpoint, right?
0: Absolutely. Um, we we knew we would sell out, and we actually were sold out before Nebraska even made it into the Final Four. So for us being able to tout that we're a volleyball community, we support women's athletics, we support collegiate women's athletics, and then to have that energy in that arena that those two nights, it it was. I mean, it was truly one of the legacies i'm excited about that as i move on in my career down the road that i can say i was a part of
1: well we're glad that you're here sharing a few minutes with us because we know your plate's going to be really full tomorrow when you guys are going to be really busy when will the decision be made on the final four that
0: uh, that would be made later in october this year so what happens now is they come in and they they're touring all the cities that are the finalists and there's seven of us bidding on four years then the seven cities, we will go to Florida where they're having meetings in September and do our final pitch and presentation. Then from that, then it will be weeded out and the four cities will be selected.
1: And the Kansas City Sports Commission is a part of that process?
0: We lead that process. You
1: lead that process. Yes.
0: So we work with, Um, visit KC when it comes to Mm -hmm. the hotel rooms that are required. Of course, we work with Sprint Center and we work with the city and the mayor's office and the city manager's office because you think of something just like Big 12 Men's Basketball Championship, it comes with a week of things beyond the games. So we have to have everyone moving in the same direction on the same page. So all those people will go with us to present. The bid comes out of our office. The details, the budget, all come out of our office. Um, the local organizing committee is run by the sports commission, but again, it's it's equal play. All those partners are yeah. involved with us throughout this process.
1: That's amazing. I don't I don't yeah. think a lot of people understand because uh, that's a that's a lot of work. That's a big job. Let's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> say an understatement. That's a
0: lot of work. That's a great way to say. <laughs> How many that. meetings
1: have you had already this morning?
0: Uh, well, you're number three for me today, and it's <laughs> nine thirty, so. <laughs>
1: Wow, no doubt about it. So, all right. Well, good deal. We hope uh, Kansas City will will get the final four because I mean, whenever there's hoops in this town, it's a it's a party yeah. down there at Powerade. Nobody knows how to do it better than we here in Kansas I City, know. that's for sure.
0: And you think of Columbus this past year. Look at the stories that came out of that. And Tell those, us a little bit
1: of something about that. Tell well, us a little bit about that.
0: Um, so you had Mississippi State, and you know, just remember the shot at the buzzer. Oh These, my gosh! I mean, yes. think about that, yeah. right? So that you're like, was okay, crazy. that could be in Kansas. That's yeah. what I get really excited about to have that story told here and know how our community would support it. That's pretty exciting. Mm.
1: All right. Well, um, let's talk about another big project that you guys will be working on. It's uh, not so much on the on the early burner right now, but you had a um, you had a go around here. What I'm, what I'm talking about is the World Cup here. You know, <laughs> I was going to talk about that. Kansas City is a finalist yes. to be one of the right. uh, host city for games, mm-hmm. and um, Let's talk about some of the pros for Kansas sure. City, some of, the, some of the advantages that we have over some of the other cities. There's 23 cities that have been identified as host cities. Correct. They're going to whittle that down to 16 in 2020, uh, 20, correct? Correct. Okay.
0: At least we believe that's the we, plan. We're kind of at the mercy of others, but that right now is the plan.
1: Uh, so let's talk about some of them here. And I guess first off, let's start up north again at KCI. Mm-hmm. Is airport The airport is a big deal when sure. it comes to infrastructure, right?
0: airport's a big deal, absolutely. And being able to – we actually included the new airport designs in our bid before the vote happened, and we were taking a little bit of a chance on that. But, yes, we had to show that our city is on the move, that we are working on big projects like this, because that airport is the front door to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So you think of – Millions of people coming into North America, and if Kansas City is one of those areas, all those people coming through here, that's their impression. That's their impression of North America. So being able to taut that there'll be a new airport done and under, or, you know, finished and ready to welcome fans, it's a huge deal.
1: Wow. And then uh, when, how about uh, venues here? And that, yeah. of course, includes Arrowhead, right?
0: Right, right. If we were to receive matches, they'd be played at Arrowhead. And Arrowhead is really one of the larger venues on the list. So that's exciting to us, thinking we could host up to a semifinal. We're not big enough for the um, – uh, I'm sorry, we could host up to a quarterfinal. We're not large enough for a semi or the championship, obviously. But but otherwise, we can host any and all. So we wouldn't just receive one match. More than likely, we would have three or five matches. So you think about that, and you think about it, in one month, we could be hosting three or four Super Bowls in our city because they'll be as big as a Super Bowl when you host something like that.
1: So this would be like during the, the, the group stage uh, where, people, where they're, right. they're all, everybody's playing each other in the group stages. Right,
0: right, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm a, of a big World Cup fan. I just got goosebumps thinking about that possibility. Yeah. Uh, and I guess there's, there, you're not worried about not being able to sell out?
0: Oh, heavens no. No, no,
1: <laughs> not, even, not, not, not even. Not
0: even.
1: You know, no. and, and I think a lot of people who may not be you know, uh, real big soccer fans will know a lot about the World Cup doesn't understand what the World Cup is all about. This is a completely different Mm. animal. This It's
0: the largest sporting event on the planet.
1: People will come from far Every uh, country you can imagine. They will come from far away. And
0: so the other interesting thing with World Cup is, even if we don't get awarded a match, which hopefully that's our goal, right? But Mm -hmm. if we don't, there are so many other things we will be involved in. We are a World Cup city now, no matter what, moving into 2026. What happens now is the decision of, which cities will get matches, which cities will be team base camps, which cities will host the media compound, which cities would host um, officials training. So this event of this caliber takes 23 cities to make that happen. So if we're a team base camp, say for Brazil, their fans stay where their base camp is. So they would be living with us in Kansas City, not only the team, but 30,000 fans. And then from there, they would fly to where their games are. So being centrally located and having the venues and the practice venues and the base camp opportunities we have here really sets us up for a huge win no matter what happens.
1: How much do you think uh, geography does play Absolutely. Uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a, an advantage advantageous role for Kansas City? We're the only Completely. one in the middle of the country. There's right. no other Midwest city.
0: Right. Um, well, Denver, but we like to think We're that.
1: Cincinnati. Denver's. can we consider denver out west
0: West? (laughs) let's go with that since
1: he's kind of east East?
0: right so you're right we're gonna go with that you're going with
1: that yes kathy nelson is our guest uh, on signal hill president and ceo of the kansas city sports commission i'm not done with the all the pros for kansas city to host a world cup here okay uh the swope uh soccer uh village down Mm -hmm. in swope park right that has grown Mm uh just in the last five years i mean it's a it's a big deal now
0: absolutely we've hosted four NCAA championships we hosted the men's and women's actually if you think about it, we've hosted eight men's and women's division three two years ago and then the last four years ago and then the last two years we've hosted the division two men's and women's championship because of those fields we've also been awarded big 12 women's soccer championship because of those fields if you go out there any weekend it's packed Wow. And I love that. I yeah. love to see that something was built. Cindy Serco and others with city council had that great vision of what this could look like for our community. And now we're able to use that. And it is great. And then, so that's a you know a practice venue, a training site. And then we have Pinnacle, which was just built with sport oh, in Kansas City.
1: That's the U.S. Yes. soccer Hi. training facility, up, right. the official U.S. That's right. soccer training facility. And it's right here in Kansas City.
2: Correct, yeah.
1: So you've got lots of infrastructure here. Um, and you've got a lot of things going for Kansas City. Now the decision won't come again until 2020, right? Correct. Uh, so, what, what is the what is the commission doing anything between now and 2020? Are you in constant contact? Is there another big presentation, or do you just kind of how does that work between well, now we and prefer then?
0: Prefer not to wait and see. I can tell you that <laughs> um, we work so closely with Sporting Kansas City and, of course, the Chiefs in our city. So there have been meetings, phone calls, um, emails, correspondence, weekly, sometimes daily. They have closed the office for the bid. So the United 2026 Bid Committee has shut down now that we've been awarded the bid. And then they've taken a few weeks off after the World Cup went and getting back from Russia. Then they will reform for this commission um, and then we'll be hand in hand with them but no we we have phone calls with other cities to make sure are we setting up a c6 are we setting up a c3 Mm -hmm. how do we manage this the united states is somewhat different in that but it's going to cost we're going to have to raise a lot of money to do this so there's so many things going beyond we have the venue and working with what changes need to be made to the venue we have the local organizing committee and with Cliff Elig and Clark Hunt running that um, you know those conversations happen all the time so we're somewhat in a wait mode to figure out how we pitch our city to be a soccer match to be awarded that but there's lots and lots of busy work behind the scenes all the time
1: interesting I I wonder what I'm just kind of envisioning what what the marketing might look like when you 're when you 're talking about Kansas City and when you 're going to send up the final Here's who we are to FIFA, okay? Take a look at us here.
0: I'll show you after. I'm not going to show you now because we can't let that leak. Because even though we're friendlies with all of the cities in the bid, we all work together to make this happen. I mean, we had so many phone calls and meetings, and David Ficklin, um, through supporting Kansas City, really helped lead that for Kansas City. But we did work with all these cities to come together as one. Well, now we're all bidding against each other. So it's a secret
1: process. Yes.
0: so we, you know, to get to this point, it wasn't as secret within mm-hmm. North America, but now it's definitely become, we have our marketing material, we're continuing to send out. You know, the other big thing is um, we need people to go on and sign up to support. We've done this campaign to sign up to support the idea of Kansas City hosting, and you know, we have 10,000 signatures. I'd love to see that be 25,000. 10,001,
1: I signed up today. Thank you. So, what's the website?
0: It is, I'm going to tell you wrong, it's kc2026. Uh,
1: kc2026.com. KC 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 yes, com. yes. KC2026.com. You're listening to this. Run to the website right now and sign the petition. It's really easy. First name, yep. uh, Twitter handle if you want, and boom, you've yep. signed it.
0: And that just really proves we're a soccer-minded community and we'll be open and welcoming to, you know, however this plays out. Hosting the women's national team last week and having that audience. I was
1: so impressed. There was eighteen to 20,000 yes. people there.
0: Yeah, that's sends a signal. Not only does it send a signal that we're World Cup ready, it sends a signal that we support women's athletics and soccer. United States and
1: Japan, rematch of what, the last three out of four World, women's World Cups yes. were, were here? And yeah. That was a great game. And, by the way, USA, USA won that game, <laughs> 3-0. Yes. Yes. Uh, the women performed very, very well. All right. Um, let's see here. What do we have? Uh, let's see here. I think we're going to move on here from the World Cup. And let's talk uh, NFL draft. We were all kind of mm. disappointed in May when the NFL came down and announced that they would hand their 2019 NFL draft to uh, Nashville. Right. And, and Kansas City was in that. Uh,
0: one of four cities being considered. Yeah,
1: one of four cities. Um, but we're also in it for 2020. Correct. So where are we with the NFL draft right now, Kathy?
0: We continue to have conversations. They came back recently for another site visit. Um, this time they brought more people more executives and they spent the day with us A few of them, actually, most of them spent the night that night and then flew out the next morning they love Kansas City and I think you know n- now they just need to make sure that we would provide an audience what happened between that decision is they were in Dallas they put it out at the stadium and you, you had to drive right to get to Arlington you had to drive out there you might stay downtown but it's a 40-minute drive out to the stadiums so it didn't go as well as i think they had thought or maybe they think you know they're thinking through how do they want to approach this next so they opted not to award 2020 like they had originally planned so we were disappointed in 2019 they decided they wanted to go take it to a city and place it right in the footprint of where there's going to be 100 000 people already walking around and test the waters there we've asked that they not wait until after the 19 draft to to award 2020 we'd like a little bit more planning time so they've come in we've done the tours we've looked at things we've presented all kinds of great ideas and we presented a few new ideas we we thought might be appealing to them and they will walk through and the plan is when the owners get together in October they will vote on 2020 so we might know that in October
1: can you share any of the new ideas
0: no (laughs) we're still bidding on against other cities
1: simple simple answer no 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 I'll tell you later um I'm wondering
0: what (laughs) I want
1: and I'm wondering what it was like to um to work with Mark Donovan president of the Chiefs also Troy Schultes the city Mm -hmm. manager uh in Kansas City and of course yourself with the Kansas City Sports Commission you all Mm -hmm. three have to work together yes uh in order to acquire something Mm -hmm. like this the first time something like this would ever come to Kansas City so what is that what's that relationship like between uh them
0: we are told often that other cities should look to kansas city to figure out how to work within your community as far as partnerships relationships go um mark has always been a supporter of the sports commission as has troy i'm of course a supporter of what they do we've worked with mark and the chiefs and arrowhead events on collegiate games that played arrowhead so we've already had a great relationship this required a lot more hands-on work um, Mark and his team would come to our office and we would rehearse and then we'd get Troy to come over after work and we would all practice and rehearse so that when we the three of us flew to New York we were you know step in step of what was going to happen and how the presentation was going to go I look to them right there I look to them as experts and so we had a lot of fun actually presenting together I, A funny story from that is we had a 5:30 a.m. flight to New York So we get to the airport, you know, it's 4 in the morning, and we're a little anxious, and we flew up and back to New York that day to present. And we land in New York, and Mark looks at me, he's like, what did you do? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, have you turned your phone on? So I turn my phone on after we've landed, and my phone is just blowing up with text and emails and messages and phone calls. Like, I don't know what happened. Well, our friend Troy Schulte had tweeted from the airport because we were trying to keep it somewhat quiet, not knowing how it would play out. Troy had said, you know, jumping on a plane with Kathy and Mark <laughs> and had tagged us to go to the NFL office. And we all look at Troy, we're like, Troy. So, of course, the whole day we're there presenting, touring the NFL offices. It was fantastic. Jump in a car, get back. We were back here by in Kansas City by about 530 that afternoon, and the media were waiting for us. I look oh, yeah. at Troy. I'm like, so you go first, but it was great. I mean, those two are true leaders for our city, and being able to work with them, I'm very honored and flattered to be included in that group, and um, we work very well together.
1: All right, just a few more minutes here with – uh, Kathy Nelson, she's president and CEO of the Kansas City Sports Commission. One last thing here on the NFL draft. Uh, when, when do the, you – obviously, you hope that they're going to make the decision in October right. with regards – Now, there's a – how many competitors are there between Kansas City? There's Kansas City.
0: So there's Vegas, Kansas City, and Cleveland slash Canton. That's one bid. Cleveland, Canton, Ohio is considered one. Las Vegas and Kansas City now we are all bidding on 2020. Okay.
1: And this is the 100th year of the NFL? Or something like that—the centennial of the league. Something. something It's either 19
0: or 20. We believe it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't want to answer that question. Well, I I know that since Canton is the NFL
1: Hall of Fame, and if you have a big number like 100, we hope that's not the
0: case. I will tell you this.
1: What if we don't get it in 2020? We'll, yes. You guys will still be out there yes. going for another one, right? I
0: think they know it will be a success in Kansas City. Okay. And I think they know they have our team working well and behind the scenes. And if we're not awarded in 2020, by no means am I thrown in the towel. It's just that, well, what does 21 look like? Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Great. Fans will love that because I think I a, an NFL draft, our fans would be go huge. bonkers. Yeah, it'd be great. We got to get you out the door here because we know you are busy here. Let's talk about a few more things here before we wrap it up. One thing Kansas City Marathon coming up yes. uh, later in October.
0: October.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the biggest race here in Kansas City. Yes. Uh, how's that looking? Do uh, you need volunteers? Always.
0: <laughs> we always need volunteers. Not Amy. For the marathon, yes, but for all of our events we own and operate about 20 of our own events throughout the year beyond what we bid on so yes we always need volunteers but especially for the marathon
1: okay and they and uh it's something for everybody too you don't uh, have to you don't have to run the marathon you can do some, a different length right yes
0: yes there's 5k 10k half and a full marathon so lots of opportunities if you just want to dip your toe in the water and run the beautiful city what's great is in october we need some rain but um the leaves are changing The weather's wonderful, and it's just such a beautiful course that I think for us, it's a great way to showcase the city no matter which length you run.
1: How's the Kansas City Sports Commission funded?
0: So it's interesting. Um, We are not publicly funded. We're private. as a C3 and a C6. We have a lot of corporate members, but most of our funding, about 60 to 65% of our funding comes from the events that we own and operate, the Kansas City Marathon, um, the Kansas City Sports Commission Sports Banquet that we've done in June, uh, Win for KC is part of our funding model, of course, with our women's sports luncheon, Camp Win, the women's triathlon we just had Saturday. So those events that we own and operate, if you sign up to do our Thanksgiving Day run, the money feeds us, which then helps us go to create and go after things like the nfl draft or making sure that a six-year-old in our community knows how to ride a bike when they come to our camps and clinics and they leave with the bike helmet so we're a very diverse nonprofit, um, but we are funded by you signing up to participate in something that we do
1: wow and The Kansas City Sports Commission has been around for a while, reorganized, I think, in the 80s, was it, when when, uh, Kevin Gray took over?
0: Correct, correct, and that's when we added the foundation, Um, but we are 51 years old, and I was not there at the beginning. My kids like to tell me different, (laughs) but I was not there at the beginning. We actually were formed 51 years ago to help sell season tickets to Chiefs games. And so there was a group that got together, decided they needed to keep the Royals in Kansas City and to sell Chiefs um, season tickets. And that's how the Sports Commission started. So now I look at our 50, and we're truly one of the oldest, if not the oldest Sports Commission in the country, as well as one of the largest Sports Commission. Do, do most cities have a Sports Commission? Almost every city does. They're formed differently. Some are funded through their governor's office, mayor's office, through their chamber possibly. They're attached a lot of times to the convention. Um, convention business like Visit KC you might have a sports commission person, but not many cities. There's maybe 30 to 40 of us out there that are unique like this and set up completely separately. Mm-hmm. But that's why we're successful.
1: And you succeeded, of course, Kevin Gray. I did. Who uh, yeah. Was who led the sports commission for a long time, and mm-hmm. uh, he poured his soul into sports commission uh, to every every team yes. uh, in Kansas City, no matter how big mm-hmm. or how small. Kevin Gray was um, a big part of that, and every day that you walk into the Joe McGuff Sports Center, yeah, you see his face when you walk yeah. into that building every day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What is after these years, and, and, mm-hmm. and now that you've been working at the sports commission? Um, What have you done to to keep his legacy alive as
0: well? So we – I'll probably get a little emotional. Kevin hired me in 2010, and my background was television. I had a television career, and he continued to say, you need to come work for me. So I switched my career. My husband was like, you got to be kidding me. You're taking a pay cut. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm an elite. And at the time, I was with Metro Sports. Mm Mm-hmm. So I left and went to work for Kevin and he passed away six months after I started and he's the only person on the plan and I would have changed my career path for. This was very emotional. Um, And then when I was selected later that year, six or seven months after his passing, um, it meant a lot to continue on his legacy. I keep a letter that he um, had handwritten to a lot of the staff. I keep it in my top left desk drawer. So every day when I come to work, I grab a pen, I see the handwritten letter from Kevin. And it's just so touching, but we've, we've done things like making sure he was inducted into the Hall of Fame for the National Association of Sports Commissions. We, of course, like you mentioned, have his picture on the wall. Um, there's a lot of things that we are successful because of Kevin's vision years ago. And it's really important to us to know that he had that insight and that um, fire in him that helped make Kansas City what it is today. And I'm, I get to sail on his wings every day.
1: Mm. Well, you'll be happy to know that some of the people that work for you now pro- uh, describe you as you would describe Kevin. Positive, enthusiastic, a hard worker, and selfless. That comes from your staff, Aww. Kathy. So, well done here, and uh, we look for great things in Kansas City, and we got to get you out the door here because you've got another, <laughs> another meeting. meeting. You catch. Yes. Kathy Nelson, the uh, president and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Sports Commission. It's been a pleasure visiting with you. Thank Thank you. You.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Another reminder about the World Cup. We want you to go to the website, KC2026. KC2026. If you Google that, you'll be able to sign a petition that says, Bring a World Cup game to Kansas City. As you heard from Kathy, it's already got 10,000 signatures, and we want you To be on that list. I did it just before I chatted with uh, with Kathy. So again, kc2026.com, and then you can sign that petition. And we hope that we are going to get a World Cup game in Kansas City. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes, that'd be a whole lot of fun. So would an NFL draft, and so would a women's NCAA Final Four. Thank you, Kathy. Go to fox4kc.com and click on the podcast tab to subscribe to Signal Hill hit that button. We are available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and be sure to check out our website box4kc.com for new episodes. I'm Nick Vassos. Thanks for listening to Signal Hill.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.